they are just literally down to one trick. (laughs) The party is on a temporal sense. Well, in a spiritual sense, they're already dead. On a temporal sense, these guys are scrambling. They're down to one trick and one trick only. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made. It's an opportunity for us to rejoice. And as Chris Brooks, really great um, talk show host on Moody and ordained pastor, as Chris Brooks reminds us, and again, I say rejoice. He's quoting the Apostle Paul. Uh, Just so everybody knows, that's where I got the idea to start the show that way. I was at an event that my friend Jesse, uh, Jesse Young put on. And Jesse is on my mind today. I, I need to reach out to him. God is God's saying, you need to reach out to Jesse. I shall. Uh, Jesse's running for the state Senate in Washington state. And he was responsible for me being allowed to preach what some people called my first two sermons, which I think of as um, testimonies at uh, in Gig Harbor at Harborview Fellowship, which is an unbelievably beautiful, um, godly, biblical church of disciple makers and Jesus needers and um, changed my life in two days. And Jesse, uh, Jesse and I were doing an event prior to the big event. And he said, (laughs) he goes, I love the way you start your show saying today's the day the Lord has made, you know, where'd that, where'd you get that idea? I said, well, that's, that's from the Bible, Jesse. (laughs) He knows that then as a better scriptural knowledge than I do. And and it was, it was fun in that regard. I missed that. Uh, There's people I miss in Washington state, the separate country thereof, but it's so different over here. There was a, um, there was this incident on the road. And a guy was in town. He had Texas plates and the snow hit and everybody with Idaho plates was just giving this guy the widest possible berth. And you, and this happens in, in separate country of Seattle too. Um, but you could sense that, oh man, oh no, no, he's going to try it. He was driving in a car that wasn't well prepared for snow and the, 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 the snow plows hadn't made it out. And he saw a hill. And so his his assessment of the hill was best to slow down to a crawl and then and give it a good think and then go. <laughs> and I and I saw in myself, like, I'm not going to follow this guy. I'm going to hold. I'm, I'm done. And I, I just held just slowed down and thought, you know, actually, what I'm going to do is get off the road. And he, and the, the people behind me, I saw this guy behind me shake his head. Oh no, no, no brother. Don't do that. And he backed off and sure enough, the guy got like 20% up this hill and the car started to fishtail at which point he could have stopped, but he didn't, uh, he gassed it and then it completely lost traction. And the, the thing swung around engine first and came down the hill and off this bankment and, 
And I saw the guy's eyes like, I can't believe this is happening to me. And it was. And some of us were ready to jump out, try to help the guy. But there was already a state patrolman there uh, who pulled around all of us. I got it. (laughs) And he was okay. But man, I will never forget living in the separate country of Seattle. And then we'll get to the programming content, I promise. Um, But I'll I'll never forget living in the separate country of Seattle. My first Seattle snowstorm came and I didn't know that people gave up. Like the snow came and that's it. Oh, that's it. I'm done. You know, two inches of snow in my workplace is shutting down. That's it. Everybody get out. Get out. There's snow. And I said to my boss, like, you know, Stan, you have a four wheel drive. He goes, you've never been here in a snowstorm, kid. You've never been here. Get out. It's not me. It's everyone else. Get out. Get out. And I, I lived um, a five minute drive from work and I started to get in my car. I realized, nope. The entire city is in gridlock. This is on Capitol Hill. So I just walked home and got there. And my girlfriend and I at the time, uh, she came over and we sat up in the window of this apartment, which is actually a really cool apartment on, on, uh, on Capitol Hill. And we watched cars slide down the hill. And I will never forget this instance. I will never forget this as long as I live. Is a guy came up to this hill. It was up by Virginia Mason Hospital in the Sorrento Hotel, and he pulls to the edge, and he looks over the edge, and this guy is in, uh, it was a it was a really new Beamer, or Jag, it was a really, like, a really expensive car, and he pulls over the edge, he's with his girlfriend or wife or whatever, and he looks, and he's like, yeah, I can do it. I'm like, no, no, what do you, no, no. Because the main streets were blocked, so he proceeds down the hill, and he is not 10 feet down when all the traction's gone. And there was down below him a, you know, blocked artery and no one could get through. And the guy who happened to pull into the artery as that car is sliding down the hill was a Seattle police officer back when cops could enforce laws. And the cop turned his lights on before he got hit. And I'm really just to warn everybody else, stay away, dude in a hockey puck. And crash this thing, the cars hit and everybody thank good. This was okay. And the cop got out with ticket book in hand. Don't be hockey stick, dude. Any case. Now what's the neat transition into the political content? How do I do that? I know still hit this button. Roadcaster pro at work. No, I'm not getting any sound. All right. I'll just, I'll just transition out the sound. It's okay. I can do it. I watch this transition. So in other words, that man was being uh, willful and prideful. That's what he was being, being willful and prideful. He was operating in fear of not getting home. He allowed fear of not getting home to overtake him in his own ego to overtake the clear situation total stretch but a pretty good one remember that my friend dave the digital can help your business get found on google and once it's found make sure it's found by the right people set up a good a a virtuous marketing funnel since the last hour we talked about funnels in a bad way that's what he does he's a conservative in a world that is dominated by liberals um and he is very proud to help conservative companies. I shouldn't say proud, very happy to help conservative companies. He himself is a Christian man and he focuses on streamlining customer acquisition for great companies. You can reach out to him at greenhaveninteractive.com, Dave the Digital. 
So I was saying in the tease that the parties run out of tricks. They, they guys, they, they are running on rhetorical fumes. And the, the goal, as we talked about last hour, is to get people to take the knee. That's the, that's the goal. The goal is not health. It's not medicine. It's not the, the common good, which doesn't exist. It's none of those things. Um, it doesn't exist in a temporal sense. It's, the goal is to get people to take the knee. And there is no, they're, they're down the one trick. And it happens to be in my reading of the Bible, perhaps I'm wrong, I probably am, but my reading of the Bible, it happens to be playing on the one emotion that God told us the most about or mentioned the most often, at least by, by count. 365 times, do not be afraid. Moses, this is Exodus 14, 13. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm and you will see the deliverance and the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. And guess what? They never did. Glug, 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 glug in the river or in the, in the, in the sea. Glug, glug, glug. I guess the Lord said it would be. And it was this incredible act of faith. To walk through an ocean opened up by God. Oh, go ahead. It's not going to close. God opened it. And I just, I, I marvel at that, that you're walking through the Red Sea. You're walking on dry ground. There's ocean around you. And you know, there's going to be fish and there's going to be, you know, uh, um, sea life. And, and you're looking at it. Wouldn't you be tempted to say, I wonder what happened if I stick my hand in the, in the, in the, uh, in the seawall. I bet you kids did that. What kid's not going to do that? God raised the sea. He's not going to let it drop. I'll put my hand. Maybe I'll grab a fish. So the, you know, the Lord has, has told us time and again, don't be afraid. And this is the thing about the party is they're down to this. The con, the ba-da-da-ba-ba-da-ba-da. I forgot to grab this audio, but you have Billy de Blasio saying, not only will we bring the injectors to your home, um, we can inject your whole family right at once. And lots of families are making this decision. Everybody gets injected right now. So you don't have to leave. You don't have to go out in the cold. Um, you don't have to risk getting murdered, uh, raped, shot, taken captive, tortured by the incredible gang violence I've allowed to occur in New York City. Um, you don't have to worry about that or, or getting eaten by rats because I've allowed that to occur because I fired the sanitation workers. So you can stay safe in, in your home. We will shoot you all up with the mRNA plus plus 100 bucks per person, baby, baby. Baby needs new shoes. Remember, great con artists gets a good con artist gets away. Great con artist never needs to leave town. That's exactly right, Herman. So that stuff failed. The cons failed with 60 million Americans. Experts say if you are not vaccinated, your kids may develop a disease known as creeping rapist syndrome. Wow, really? That's scary. I better get them injected. That didn't work. So they're going to beat the fear drum again. Look at that series of things that have failed. I so miss having a producer because right now I could say to young Alex, Alex, can you pull up that thing we have of the all the, the terrible vaccine commercials? You got the vaccine. I got the vaccine. They're safe and effective. White men told us to put it in our body, and that's what we're going to do because white men are the boss of us. Wait, I don't like that lyric. You're hired to do a job. Read the script. Remember that one? That was the the pander to African-American ads, and you know my favorite, the F, F-115 and a half guy. Those things failed. 
the Hollywood thing failed. Uh, joining us now on the Jimmy Kimmel Show is uh, Tom Cruise. Tom, how are you? Hey, man, I'm great. I'm great. I'm clear. I'm totally clear. Completely clear. I love it here. Did you get vaccinated? Absolutely. I, I don't actually know if Tom did. That's unfair. I really don't. But I know that a lot of Hollywood people came out and said, you got to get it. You got Charles Barkley. Man, I'm really clear on a lot of things, but on this vaccine thing, shoot it straight into my aorta. I want the spike proteins in my heart. Okay. That didn't work. None of that worked. So we're at this point now. That <laughs> this is the party. They're falling apart. I got so animated that one of my uh, things on my desk behind me began shaking. They're falling apart, you guys. Keep the faith. Don't be afraid. Continue to say, I politely decline your your invitation to become afraid. So the White House, they get this this thought blast. Uh, You know, uh, Jen, uh, uh, you know, we got to change the tone. Uh, The people just aren't. Uh, we can't get enough of them. Vaseline. Not vaccine, sir. What? Vac- vaccinated, not, not Vaseline. Uh, I don't think it matters. We can't. We need to change the tone. I want to strike force on this. And if I have a vision, uh, and it's a uh, it's vision of uh, dancing nurses. Uh, but some of them are wearing, oh, they're all wearing masks except two. I'll make it happen. The tree. They're not lip syncing, don't worry. It's not. They would never lip sync. So if to set the stage properly, what you have is people were to believe our nurses and doctors. Nurses. And they're we know they're nurses because they're wearing blue nurse outfits. And like all of them except two are wearing the black woke masks. Um, and Jill, and you know, she's a uh, <laughs> doctor and such. Um, she's not wearing a woke mask and, she, and she's smiling and look at the, look at the service people wearing woke masks. Look at the service people who survived the, the great, you know, the, the great purge of the thinking people. Look at them wearing their woke masks like they're told. And here I am over here without my woke mask. Cause I'm a, uh, you know, kind of a sort of a doctor sort of degree of a type. That's where they're at. And the, 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 that's not working. So it is straight back to Fearville. There is one story this year. 2021 has one news story that's it there are no other news stories the news story of 2021 is a single story with elements critical race theory in the schools is an element black lives matter incorporated is an element antifa is an element the selective 
medically useless, deadly, politically opportunistic, selective lockdowns of things, of entities that grow life or sustain it, and the promotion of things that harm life, end it, or are neutral to it. That's an element. The fake, well, they're not fake. They were real barricades around Washington, D.C. and the many states' capitals for a fake reason, a reason that never existed, is a story, element of the story. The continual hyperventilating over January 6th while refusing to admit that the feds helped instigate it. And in fact, in my judgment, given the revolver story we talked about in the last hour, that they in fact caused and helped and aided people get inside the Capitol. That was their goal. That's an element of the one story. The fact that now you have in Australia, boosters are required. Now you have in the separate country of California for healthcare workers, all of a sudden boosters are required because Gavin Newsom, the dictator of the separate country of California, has said that being fully vaccinated is no, no longer enough. In other words, 100% is no longer enough. Now we need it to be 120%. Now we are back to spinal tap. That's where we're at. This is ex- this is the, the Faucian world of so-called vaccinations is spinal tap. What about this uh, this guitar over here? Right, oh, this this amp, yeah. That's a very special amp and very special guitar. Well, can I touch this? No, don't even look at it. Stop looking at it. All right, I, I won't look at it, but uh, let me ask you a question. I see that the knobs on that go up to uh, go up to 11 and all these others go up to 12. Right, it's louder. So 11 is louder than 10, well, obviously. Why not just make 10 louder than 11? But this one goes up to 11. <laughs> That's where we're at. But I, I was 100%, I was 100% vaccinated. No, now it's 11. And then it will be 12. Well, why not just admit these aren't vaccines? But it's, it, this one goes to 12. That's where we're at. That's an element. That's an element. They're down to one thing. And they're going to beat it into people. And our job is so clear and our ammunition is so stocked. I say that rhetorically with an attitude of absolute confidence and absolute abject joy. Merry Christmas to you and to you. May God continue to make his face smile upon you and prayerful consideration of our responses and enjoying Christmas and happy birthday, Lord Jesus. Because it's one trick and it's one story. The trick is fear. The story, the single story the single story of 2021. Explain in a second. The only knee we take is to the Lord. The Todd Herman Show. Hey, you know, we never know when big tech is going to ban us, which I'm surprised has not yet occurred. Thank you for that, big tech. 
please go to the ToddHermanShow.com and sign up for our email list. And incidentally, if you've tried that and you've had a challenge, we've had a little bit of a tech ghost and it has been telling people their email addresses have been used before. Um, our, we will track that down for you. Just email us. Um, the, the people who work behind the scenes on this are some of the most giving, uh, selfless people I've ever met. And they're very quick to get things like that fixed. Getting onto the email address doesn't mean we're going to, you know, we're not going to spam you ever. It's not ever going to sell those email addresses ever. And it means we're going to send you things that we think are important. And if it's too much, just tell us, just tell us that's too much. Um, but I don't think it will be because we're pretty judicious in how we use that. But if, if in case big tech comes along and they decide that we're too much for them or that the word of God is too stinky, then then we'll be able to get in touch with you and say, hey, here's where we've moved the platform, right? Um, incidentally, there's some very cool news coming up for people, um, and it's cool for me too, who are already on that email list. So here's the one story, 2021. The single story of 2021 is this. We have watched the single most complex, well-distributed, funded, brilliantly executed, global PSYOP in the history of the world. And it has been aided and pushed and aided by a ridiculous level of cooperation and goose marching by 99% of the global media. That's the story. Never forget that Black Lives Matter Incorporated marches in London also didn't spread the COVID. They also got a pass. Never forget that. That was global. Never forget ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, all these other protocols, quercetin and this specific uh, zinc application and vitamin D and, and vitamin C at very high levels and even aspirin early on have been attacked by the party globally pushed through the media. There's a reason I started to say the Mockingbird media. What the Mockingbird media does is they repeat and amplify without an ounce of skepticism the words and opinions of the party. That's what they do no matter what they are. And they change on a daily basis and the media changes on a daily basis. And you don't need to look much further than to watch this event. So some some catastrophist, COVID catastrophist goes on TV and he or someone around him comes up with a phrase. Because when you go on TV, your job is to start the soundbite rolling. This one failed. Do you remember this? Experts say we're seeing a pandemic of the unvaccinated. However, experts point to data that indicates this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Look, what we're dealing with here uh, is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Get Vaseline. And we're, and that's, and that's, do you remember that? And it was all around us. All of a sudden it was, it was everywhere early on. It was as cases continue to surge, they brought that one back. As the Omicron variant surges, public health officials remind us that wearing masks is the best way to stop the spread and flatten the curve for just a couple of weeks. <laughs> 
So here's the new one. And this one did not take off quite as well. It was like the B side of yesterday. We're really just about to experience a viral blizzard. You heard infectious disease expert Michael Osterholm say that we're about to experience a, a viral blizzard. One expert now warns a viral blizzard. As the country braces for a viral blizzard, there will be a viral blizzard of COVID cases. The country is facing a viral blizzard. A COVID viral blizzard. A viral blizzard is about to hit the U.S. One infectious disease expert saying a quote viral blizzard is about to hit the country. Man, I hear this is going to be a viral blizzard. One story, global coordination. That's it. So for all the lists of top stories of 2021, the delay of NFL football was a big story in sports costing teams millions, sometimes tens of millions of dollars. Nope, it's not it. That's an element. That's an element. Abortions continued. Pot sales continued. Alcohol sales continued. But sports, not going to have that. Sturgis Motors, the the Harley-Davidson motorcycle gang-filled violent Sturgis motorcycle catastrophe happened this weekend, causing public health officials to say the spread of the coronavirus is going to kill tens of millions of people globally. This weekend, we were on hand to watch President Obama celebrate his birthday uh, with a group of very well-educated and vaccinated people. uh, And there is a guarantee that no disease can spread from this, not even hepatitis. There is one story this year, global participation. And this is the thing that we were absolutely told can never happen. There can never be global participation. It cannot occur because then people would speak out. You can't, look, you, this stuff can't be hidden. This is the problem with theories like this is you can't hide it. People are going to speak out. You can't hide it. So this is why I say this stuff cannot happen because it cannot be hidden. 19 vaccine, you're going to want to listen to this. The Red Cross says anyone who has received their COVID-19 vaccine cannot donate convalescent plasma to help other COVID-19 patients in hospitals. That plasma is made up of antibodies from people who have recovered from the virus. The vaccine wipes out those antibodies, making the convalescent plasma ineffective in treating other COVID-19 patients. People will speak out. Peter McCullough has spoken out. Ryan Cole has spoken out. Martin Koldorf has spoken out. Scott Atlas has spoken out. Tens of thousands of, well, 30,000 doctors, epidemiologists, immunologists have spoken out. Yale professors have spoken out. Frontline doctors have spoken out. ER doctors have spoken out. People who've been injured grievously. Families of people who've been killed by these injections have spoken out. But in a global, a, a, a brilliantly executed scheme, global scheme, to insert the propaganda of silence around events like that, you go back to the meta story. The meta story is this is global and people who speak out are instantly colored as extremists. 
Well, some experts debate whether Michael Yeadon ever actually worked at Pfizer, despite the fact that he has had that on his resume, is an owner of several patents, had film of himself in the Pfizer offices, in fact, has copies of paychecks over 20 years, not to mention a stock portfolio from Pfizer and the testimonies of 250 people who worked with him at Pfizer. Experts say it's doubtful that Michael Yeadon ever worked at Pfizer because he says the injections are not safe and effective. Therefore, he's probably also a white nationalist Nazi supremacist who was there in January 6th, at least behind the scenes. Some experts say Yeadon was the guy who shot the Trump supporters up with methamphetamine that caused them to go into the Capitol in an insurrection that became a coup attempt stopped only by the brave actions of an officer who shot an unarmed woman at close range without identifying himself in a heroic act. Experts say saved the country. Global. Oh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I forgot about this. I forgot about this. But the truth would get out. Florida court has blocked the uh, federal contractor injection diktat. The judge, quote, this is the judge, quoting the judge. The absence of evidence suggests a ruse, a mere contrivance, superficially attempting to justify a sweeping, invasive, and unprecedented public health requirement imposed unilaterally by President Biden. Global. That's Florida. The same thing is happening in Germany where there's a massive lawsuit with hundreds of expert witnesses saying this stuff should never, in fact, they contend in their lawsuit that COVID-19 has never been isolated. They contend that the ruse is so big that this is effectively the seasonal flu relabeled. That's their contention. And they're not, these are not hysterical people. These are people with track records of success in court. These are real scientists, immunologists, epidemiologists who are making this case. Global. Now, there's an uncomfortable portion of this. The God of the universe, 365 times, told us to not be afraid. So I'm not. Who wants us to be afraid? Who is the opposite of God? Who believes he rules this earth? Who somehow believes he's still going to win? Who somehow believes that, that despite the fact that he knows God, still believes he can pull it out? Who is that? That's the uncomfortable portion of this. How can good people go this far against us? How is it that all of a sudden we have now Washington, D.C. imposing the 
traveling papers on restaurants, gyms, entertainment facilities, other indoor venues beginning January 15th when there is not a single possible way to defend this with any evidence, performance or otherwise, modeling or I guess modeling can defend anything at this stage of the game. How can people look at realnotrare.com and the thousands of testimonies and say, no, no one's really harmed by these things. How can medical people allow this? How can the media willingly participate in, uh, let's get the, hey, you know what, that viral blizzard thing, that's hot, let's run with the viral blizzard thing. Uh, Casey, sorry to get in your ear. Um, this guy just said viral blizzard. We want to work that into the opening show. Remember, it's viral blizzard. Um, Pat's going to pass you a note. Sorry, have a good show, have a good show. That's the global participation. What's happening with the global participation? You have people who are being removed from skepticism, from intelligence, and they're being put into a permanent state of fear. That's the story of 2021. It is the beginning of a story, in my judgment, of a great parsing of human beings. Who can be controlled by fear instilled by people? Who can be controlled to, in fact, give their bodies over and be rebranded in the image of Big Pharma? Who is that? Who's going to stand on that side? Who are going to be the people who accept that? Who are going to be the people who can be frightened into the very next thing? Who are the people who are going to get so used to traveling around with their traveling papers, they're not even going to notice when it's not tied anymore to the COVID flu, but to your carbon output. And that will start on a voluntary basis. That they're not going to notice that now it's tied to your political views. Well, why wouldn't it be? After all, it's the Trump supporters who caused the virus to spread. Of course, we're going to block Trump supporters from going anywhere. They're the, they're the great virus spreaders. They're the great haters. Of course, we're going to do that. Makes sense. I want my passport to do that. The Lord said to Joshua in 11.6, the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them because by this time tomorrow, I will hand all of them slain over to Israel. You have to hamstring their horses and burn their chariots. And then you get to the New Testament. And this is a remarkably overlooked aspect of Peter and the apostles in the boat with Jesus as the waters are white capping. And that, by the way, I was watching a guy who travels that route all the time. He gives people tours of where the apostle Paul was. He said, yeah, it's actually very believable that that would happen on these waters because it's happened to me. This, these are really treacherous waters. And so the waters are white capping. And these, the apostles are, are they're in the boat with God Almighty. And they're going, we're going to die. We're going to die. And Jesus is asleep. I think I'd be looking at the Lord going, I think, and I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't be, but looking at the Lord saying, I don't know. God's fine. And then the Lord wakes up and says, oh, guys, really? You've seen me do these miracles? Really? And he says to nature, quiet. And the text, and I'm doing this from memory, the text is that it didn't like, it didn't then slow down and, and, and sort of incrementally stop sloshing. And then, no, it stopped. Like the Lord of the universe said to every individual molecule, quiet. And they stopped moving. 
That's unbelievable. That can't happen. If you believe that the Lord of the universe said, let there be light. Then how could he say, not say, let there be calm. And this is how I choose to view this moment. They're churning the waters as fast as they can. And they have one trick left and it's fear, 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 fear. Get the people afraid. Fear, fear, fear. Hunger games. Fear. Show them floggings. Fear. Take away their hope. Fear. Another flogging. Every time there's a victory. Fear. And then President Snow. I want them dead. Oh, my friends. I know to go from the Bible to the Hunger Games may be sacrilegious, but I'm still constantly brought back to that scene between Katniss and President Snow. And Katniss says to President Snow, it must be a very fragile system if it can be brought down by just a few berries. And President Snow says, oh, indeed it is, Miss Everdeen. Indeed it is. And then he says to her, you were in the Hunger Games. Tell me, would you like to be in a real war? She says, no, good. There is a war. You're in it. You don't have the opportunity to say, I don't want to be in it. And the system of the party is very fragile. No, I will not be afraid. No, I'm going to celebrate Christmas. I'm going to have 10 times as many people over. No, I'm going to be one of the businesses that says, no, not doing it. Or I'm going to maliciously comply. Hey, did you bring your vaccine passport? Yeah, can I see it? Yep, looks good. Have a good seat. Have a seat. I'm just bad at it. I'm going to hire someone to be my, uh, I'm going to hire someone to be my greeter who can't read. And then I'm going to say, hey, it's a diversity hire. What are you talking about? I hired someone who can't read because I'm into diversity. Well, they don't speak English. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. I needed to hire them. I can't go around discriminating. But you're in the war. And listen, our war is not with flesh and blood. It's with spirits and principalities. And and guys, I love you so much. You can say, I'm not in that war. You are. That's just the state of things. And we have the the, the message book. Don't be afraid. Stand with me. I'm with you. I'm right there. I'm Guys, I'm in the boat. He can quiet our souls. Even if he doesn't quiet the storm out there, he can quiet your soul. He can quiet your fears. Just ask him. Just accept him. Just ask him. Faith first, acceptance, ask for more. It's the way I understand it. To the emails at Todd Herman Show. Pardon me, at, at the Todd Herman Show.com. Hi, Todd. I followed you from Rush to your radio show and now your podcast. I guess I'm officially stalking you. Don't tell my wife. You just told her. I love you like a brother and you help me so much to become more like the man and the godly man that I want to be. You have demonstrated again the importance of following your passion, regardless of how you've been doing your radio show, even while recovering from your sinus procedure. And I've been praying for you through that. My question is, I was an ardent Trump supporter from day one. I believed he was put into an impossible situation with COVID and I didn't hold anything against him. 
But as he's now out there echoing the lies about the injections, though he says people should be able to choose, everything he says supports those who are forcing the injections on us. I've traveled all around the country to support this man, but from where I stand, he's completely and permanently lost my support. Do you think I'm wrong? I don't substitute anyone's judgment for my own, but I have immense respect for your intellect, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Thank you for all you do. Merry Christmas. God be with you and your family with much love. Hippo Sushi. Um, Hippo, I'm so pleased that the um, the show that the Lord has gifted me to have and the audience that the Lord has brought to me has been meaningful to you and that the words that the God causes me to speak are meaningful to you. Thank you for that. Are you wrong? No, that's your assessment. We owe President Trump a, a huge, huge thank yous. He bought us four years of time. He forced the party to reveal their hand in a less than incremental way. They rely on incrementalism. They had to go full tyranny. We got to watch it. We get to see it. We know who they are. They've lifted their heads from their hidey holes. They're identified. At least half of us get it. 60 million of us really, really get it. We're not going to get injected. We're not going to have our kids injected. A whole bunch of people who did get injected now are understanding, man, I got conned. I got rolled. And now they have an opportunity to say, I'm not going to take the boosters. Now they have an opportunity to understand that the public health officials have been completely capped. We owe President Trump thanks on that. Thanks on surfacing what the FBI at the leadership top is, not the operatives in the street, but the leadership, what they are, what the FDA is, what the CDC is, how bad what President Trump called fake news. And there's a lot of that fake news. What he's actually shown us is the fact that it's, it's, it's even worse than fake news. It's, in fact, a complete global coordination on the uh, on the, the the agenda of Build Back Better. And you will own nothing and be happy. It is a complete and obvious coordination. So, no, you're not wrong. I would say this that in the presidential primary. Here's my assessment. Do the people who are running intend to support legislation that's godly? I didn't say install a state religion. I don't want a state religion because then it stops to be faith. Then it's all of a sudden being forced. I don't want that. I want people to come to God through faith, not through being forced, God forbid. And do they realize and recommend and state openly that the injection traveling papers are nothing more than a social credit system? They are nothing more than controlling people. If they don't, so if they don't pass those two tests, I can't support them. President Trump is against the diktats. I think that President Trump is is probably is going to be best served by someone sitting with him and saying, you know what? You did everything you could to save lives. I firmly believe this. I saw a change in that man. When someone came to him and said, we're going to have 30 million dead Americans. I saw a change in that man. That man went into executive mode. That man went into solve this problem mode. That man went into, hey, don't come to me with it can't be done. Come to me with how you're going to do it. Come to me with what you need from me. What do you need? Money. You need you, you need me to take an aircraft carrier to the state of New York? Fine. Here's your aircraft carrier. I'll send one to Los Angeles. You need money in Seattle to take a soccer stadium and turn it into a triage hospital? Fine. We'll do that. Finally, he got cornered. And the corner was, if you shut down the economy, you'll save lives. If you don't, you hate grandma. That's what it was, and it was globally coordinated, and the media, 99% of them pushed it on President Trump, and he was put into an inescapable position. They anointed Fauci king of the country. Well, I would say I was always king. I just chose to operate in the background. Sometimes it's better for me to convince people I don't exist. (laughs) So there was that. I think that the president would be well served by people sitting to him and saying, here's the things they never told you. 
Here's the reality. If President Trump really saw the number of people who are being harmed by these injections and really could see the lies that were told him and his role in trying to save lives was the opposite of theirs. I don't know that their goal is to kill people. I just know that that's the result. Then I think the president could come around on this, President Trump. Uh, so that's my assessment. Thanks for the um, all the kind notes, Hippo. Laura. Dear Todd, I just wanted to tell you I'm enjoying your new podcast so much. I can't wait until your sinuses are back in good order and you can go longer. Doing that today. I also want to tell you that when you first started talking about becoming a pastor, I couldn't visualize it. Now, But now, with your freedom to express your love of God, I can totally see it and encourage you to go down that path. When I'm listening to you now, I can literally feel my heart lighten when you're speaking of God. It's a wonderful feeling. Lastly, I bought some bone frog coffee after you had one of the founders on your show, and it is delicious and so pleases me to promote it. Please promote it all you can. I love to support our military. I know you're attached to your mission and jars of Folger coffee, but give it a try. Merry Christmas, and I truly do love you. Laura from Gig Harbor. What a beautiful note. Laura, I appreciate you, and I'm glad that the words that God causes me to speak have been meaningful to you. I really am. Thank you for trying bone frog coffee. I already ordered. No, I didn't. Did I? No, I am ordering bone frog coffee. I was just thinking about this today. I'm going to go down to my local coffee hut, my beloved local coffee hut, and see if I can uh, hip them to the bone frog. So, and I'm going to have him back on, by the way. So, thank you for that, Laura. What a nice note. Love back to you. Dean, Todd, my friend. I first heard you when you subbed for Rush. The day That day, you became my favorite guest host. Since his passing, I've been searching for a placement on the radio. I looked up the other hosts and listened to their productions. I found competitors like Ari, uh, Larry Elder and the good folks over at The Blaze and listened to what they had to offer. Of course, there will never be another Rush. That would speak poorly of God's creative ability, but that doesn't mean there can't exist someone just as good. These disjointed words are all to say, you are now my Rush. What you're doing with this podcast is that good. Using scripture to parse and understand politics is immensely valuable. Your faith has feet, brother. May I now address a topic in which you may be uncomfortable. I don't see a means of income from this. Maybe you have enough saved up. I don't know. Give me a way to support the show. Subscriptions, adverts, donations. There must be something. Stay humble and bold. Appreciate that, Dean. Uh, Brother, listen. God will supply. The Lord will supply. He's gonna. There is going to be a subscription offering. That's on me. I just want it to be great. And in this way, I cannot, in good conscience, take money from people until I feel like I really know the subscription product is going to be worth it. And it will get there. And the Lord will tell me, you, bud, now. In terms of sponsors, we have all sorts of people ready to sponsor this program. Some of them can afford it. Some of them cannot. Um, And when I say cannot, like I understand what we have here. And the sales team that is readying the materials to go sell, they understand what we have here. I will tell you something that that is deeply encouraging. Um, My friend, Zach from uh, Bulwark, uh, Bulwark Capital Management. You you don't hear me do ads for Zach because he doesn't need them. And it's not that sort of sponsorship, frankly. He and I have free-flowing conversations. There's no question that I can't ask Zach. He comes on to talk about the new economic reality. Since Zach came on this program, uh, it's now, I think, about 12 people who've gotten in touch with him to manage their money. This audience, I know, will give our sponsors the biggest shake possible. So I will say this. If you're a business owner, 
and you have national reach or you want to develop national reach, get in touch with us at the Todd Herman Show. At the ToddHermanShow.com, get in touch with us. And we'll do a vetting process. You vet us, we'll vet you. I want to help build businesses that are run by God-loving people. I want to build businesses that are outside the matrix of the party. I want to help you with that. In some cases, if it's particularly advantageous for us, I'll do that in a way where um, it's equity. I, I'm, I'm willing to take the long play with people and go the equity route because I myself have benefited so greatly from that. So get in touch with us at the ToddHermanShow.com. Thank you for all the emails. I have one other thing to close out this day, which is stuff I've never played on the air before. Not ever. And it is uh, today a very special personal note. I don't want to do it that way. It's just something that I've never played. Hope this works. On a personal note today, do you um you have these moments in time that are frozen in your head? I have this piece one day I want to do on stage. It's called Synaptic Essays. And obviously, you know what an essay is, and you know what synapses are. Synaptic essays, for me, are, are someone, someone would call it deja vu. Why, Johnny Ringo, you look like somebody just walked over your grave. Kind of moments. Positive, negative. For instance, there's glimpses of songs I hear, and I'm instantly transported. Sometimes to really bad places. And sometimes they're really goofy songs. I cannot listen to Here I Go Again on My Own by, what is it, Robert Coverdale? White Snake? David Coverdale? I don't know. I just remember the song. I hear it, and I'm instantly sitting in a Mazda pickup in 28-degree weather um, on, um, uh, on a street outside of a wrecked apartment in Spokane, Washington, trying desperately to talk someone into not ruining their life. I'm just, I'm drawn back to that, that moment. Whereas the song Come Away With Me, Nora Jones, that's me dancing with my wife, dance to waltz. I can remember what she wore. I can remember where we were. I can remember thinking, hey, Grandpa John really taught us how to dance. This is cool. I remember that. And then there's these. And I and they show up from time to time on my phone. I have them in playlists. Like I love a traveling playlist. And I've never played these on the air before. This is one of them. Hi, Todd Herman. That's what your recording says. Please leave a message for Todd Herman. So, Todd Herman, your daughter just took six or seven steps. She's really cute. I took her to get her some little shoes now that she's walking. They're the soft moccasin ones. She's growing out of the others. And she just walked pretty far. And hope you're doing fine. Love you. Bye. Clearly the voice of my wife calling me at Microsoft. Hi, Todd Herman. Stop, stop. That's what you're... Uh, that's the part I was worried about. Um, I'm playing this from my phone. Hi, so, Todd Herman. Stop. <laughs> that was my wife. Hi, Todd Herman. Stop, Microsoft. That's it. 
That's Hi. it was charming the first three times. Um, that was my wife calling my voicemail at Microsoft, and that's how it said, "You have reached no, you have reached the office of Todd Herman." And that was this message that I've never forgotten that. And I played it 10,000 times that day. It landed in my email. That's how it did it. It would land in this, this, you know, attachment to an email. Do you have a moment like that? I wish I was there and then I don't. Because I got to get the news that way. Now, my daughter is a tremendously dedicated vegan. That's a hard way to live. And frankly, I'm not even certain it's that good for you. And it's her path. And I believe that God gave her a love of animals that are deeper than you or I understand. More meaningful to her. And they are tied in, in things to her recovery from traumas that, that I was unaware of. And her need for them to be okay. And look, I eat chicken and fish. and She knows that. And I think she forgives me. This was so early on. And I've never played this on the air. I love this moment so much. Well, Dad, I would really like a kitten, but I'll pick up all the mice um, and I'll clean the cat pee, his blood pile, and I'll pick up all the bugs. I really like kittens. I never got to feel a kitten, but I I love you, Dad. Bye. They have moments like that stored, and she has kittens, <laughs> and sometimes she does a really good job of cleaning up, and sometimes she gets help, but sometimes those cats have been. Almost lifesavers. In an almost literal sense. And sometimes a thing smaller than you. More more vulnerable than you. Sometimes that can help remind you of the need to be gentle and caring and what it is to be afraid. Or scarable. Last one I also have a video for. And man, I love this. This was downstairs in our home. And forgive the guitar being out of tune. It was impromptu. And my wife just happened to be there. needed to learn the rest of the song. I can picture it to this day. 
I can see in my mind's eye what she was wearing, where we were sitting and what I was wearing and the guitar I was playing. And I even know what string was out of tune. Mostly. In these moments that we hold in our minds, God has gifted us with the ability to bring them back up front. And at this Christmas time, I would invite you to picture what it was like for the God of the universe to look at a little baby in the hands of a teenage mother born into a veritable slave class, able to be scared and completely vulnerable. And think again about Christmas Day. Appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for all the emails, all the support. Nose is 70% better. Rest of the packing come out next week. I do my job and she told me what to do. This is the Todd Herman Show. Be well, be strong, be kind, and please do, please, please be right with God.